When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn. My talk, 107.1. We are here for entertainment stories. And, um, you know, sometimes we realize, wow, I have never seen even one Fast and Furious movie. That's mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's my pop culture blind spot. If you have one, 651-641-1071, give Mike a call and we'll try to get you on. Colleen, there's something that you watched this weekend yeah. that you had never seen. Yeah. And people are like, what? Well, I also want to say, like, a pop culture blind spot can be a TV show show a movie a a book yes a a song or an artist like if you've never if it's like the thing you never got into Mm. and everybody goes what do you mean you never blank Mm -hmm. for me this weekend it was point break oh so my husband (laughs) is like he and his buddies like love point break he bought this t-shirt that said utah get me two (laughs) and i was like i don't even know what that means and it's a line that gary Busey says in the movie so the kids and i were like i don't what does that mean and he tried to explain it to us we all looked at him like you look at somebody when they explain something to you that doesn't make any sense yeah so he goes well you have to watch the movie so we family watched Point Break this weekend. I didn't make it all the way through because <laughs> I had a couple at a couple different. I was like, I don't understand why everybody's so into this movie. Aside from Patrick Swayze looking like a smack. <laughs> he looks good in that movie. Yeah, he does. And also Keanu Reeves. Like, I mean, you know, this is prime. This is 1991. Yes, it's prime Keanu Reeves. And actually, it's before Gary Busey. Started doing the Buseyisms. Like, this sure. is like this is back before, I think it's even before his accident. Mm. So he's great in it. And I didn't make it all the way through, which means I didn't get to the famous skydiving scene. All right. But that's fine. I just watched it. And Dawn, <laughs> I know you know a thing or two about skydiving. Yeah. So there aren't many movies that have skydiving scenes in them which so is if, shocking by the way right so if you are a skydiver this is like one of our favorite scenes because it's so not accurate it's so absurd it's absurd and the fact that there's so many things that you can't do in the air like talk to someone else like have like, a full conversation no, like the whole well you know uh question this character would you ever exit a plane uh to follow people who have the packs on with the parachute but not have one on yourself no you would okay. not and because the rate at which you're falling has to do with your weight. And if someone has a parachute on, they are heavier. So he wouldn't have been able to, unless he, in the way he is flying his yeah. body, he's not going to get there. Like he's sort of doing it, but 
it's like called it's not the technical term but uh-huh. you can superman uh-huh. which is not that's not not, term. not like that song by no, the way no different but kind there's a you have to have your arms completely back to your side uh-huh if they're anyway flopping around you're going to turn in the direction that your arm is because when you're falling yeah you have to be in a complete x with your body uh-huh. and your hands have to be if you turn your arm or hand slightly to i'm trying to i'm cupping my hand inward yep. you're going to start turning your body in that direction mm-hmm. okay so he's all floppy you would have to just dive he's not going to make it to him patrick no. swayze's too heavy number one number two um if you hold on to someone else's body like that and you don't have a parachute on, you guys will start tumbling yeah. in circles. That's just the way it works. You're yeah. not going to be able to just hold on to his the front of him and continue to fall straight like that. You guys would, you guys, they <laughs> would be all over the place, like tumbling backwards, yeah. forwards, head over heels. Like, that's so for impossible. those who haven't seen it, so Keanu Reeves exits the plane after uh, <laughs> Patrick Swayze and he's trying to catch up with him. Right. And he doesn't have a pack on. But Patrick Swayze does. So when he does catch up with him, which, as you've already told us, would be physically impossible. Most likely. He First of all, he like mounts his back and then somehow squirrels around to the front of him. <laughs> and they're face to face yes. while Keanu Reeves is going back first toward the ground. And they're arguing over. And he's got a gun, by the yeah, way. Yeah, he's got a gun in his hand. <laughs> which is also. You, if you had just the weight of a gun in your hand. You're tumbling side. You're you're doing barrel rolls. Okay. Okay. Like, and you're not pulling the trigger while you're doing that. I mean, like you have the the. He's it's holding all, it like he's gonna shoot it. Yeah, it's it's he has his finger on the trigger. Yes. but you're also not pulling it, flying at 125 miles an hour. And he and or falling. And also, what's the gun for? Because I really feel like you're headed toward the ground. I feel like that's gonna get <laughs> you threat before the gun does. But he's they're having a face to face conversation Which as they go possible. down about who's gonna pull the ripcord. And then when they pull the ripcord, Dawn, it looks to me like they're I don't know. 30 feet from the ground. Yeah. That feels like not a lot. No, no. And they make it. Yeah. And I mean, spoiler alert. Yeah. If you, mm, you, the, the, when you deploy your parachute, the, it has to be packed specifically right or mm-hmm. you can injure your back. Like it's really important how you pack a parachute. It's really important that you don't have another body attached to you because you would, the jerk of the parachute, like, is going to, um, you're not going to make that. Right. That's not going to be possible. Like the person, if you, cause like people do do tandem jumps. Yes, but that's, but yes. they're, they're put together by a harness and they're, it's perfectly not positioned. And the person who is the jump master is controlling all the flying. Yeah. It makes it super difficult if the person does not do an X with their body, mm-hmm. if they ball up, that's bad. That's so hard for them to get you down on the ground. Mm. But, Besides the point, you're pulling your parachute way too late. You would break your legs. Yeah. And then they just walk away into the desert. It's yeah. so hysterical. It's bizarre. It's like you would have broken your legs, both of you. <laughs> like who consulted on that? I don't know. I think that they did consult on how you would maybe fly your, like catch up to him. Because that's okay. sort of accurate. But I think we have did, a couple of phone calls. Did you guys also want to tell me that a DeLorean can't go back in time so it can ruin another <laughs> you know part of my childhood? Because Mike, Mike, this is horrible. We're going to gonna suspend disbelief oh, on that one. we have on the phone here? Dinosaurs probably don't exist either. Jurassic Park. Oh, we've got Alan here to call. Okay, or, okay Alan, yes. Hi, Alan. 
Hi, guys. Hi. What's your pop culture blind spot, Alan? I have two. Okay. The Office <gasps> and Game of Thrones. Okay, I can get with Game of Thrones because I feel like that one was real easy to get in or out of mm-hmm. uh, because, you know, it's intense yeah. and there's a lot to it. So I'm not even going to, but I hear you because I'm, I'm also, I have that blind spot. But The Office, like, how did you avoid that? I don't know. I was too busy focused on other shows like The Big Bang Theory and uh-huh. Friends because I never watched Friends. And so I spent a lot of time catching up on that. Wow. I am struggling. Yeah. <laughs> Do me a favor. Just start. Just watch the British office, British office first because yeah. it's, in my opinion, better. And it's where it all began. And all the characters are based off those characters. Yeah. If you want well, that's to. What I've been told. But if you, you want to. But if you want to keep it a blind spot, you know, it's a it's a good party trick. That's right. To just not know anything. I have to watch it. It's on my to-do list. Good. Okay. Well, st- please start with, uh, start with uh, the British office and Ricky Gervais first you guys got it okay thank you for your call is there somebody else okay all right well thank you so much uh alan for calling and thank you colleen for opening up and being vulnerable about that and thank you for explaining to me why none of that could have happened (laughs) and thank you for ruining mike's life I'm so sorry. In one I have so segment. Many cultural, I, I have so oh. many pop culture blind spots, like a lot. I've never seen The Exorcist, and I won't. What? Okay, uh. this is crazy. So my husband's big one is he's never read the book To Kill a Mockingbird. Oh. And I'm like, how did you graduate high school? Yeah, didn't they make you do that? I thought so. But I went to the same high school he went to. Oh. I had to read it like three times. I was he like, how did you notes? miss that class? <laughs> oh, my God. He doesn't even know the story. Oh. I know. Oh, my God. Real, I know. Real quick for your husband. Utah, give me two. There it is. There you go. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. Yes, Thanks, yes. Mike. All right, coming up next, Colleen experienced something this weekend. And um, it was a lot. We have a lot of questions about who raised this person. <laughs> and uh, we'll just leave it at that. We're going to tell that story coming up next. Thank you for listening to Mike. My Talk 1071. Hey, my talkers, Bradley here for my good friends at Hero Home Services. Now, if you're like most people, you're not really thinking much about your air conditioner. Although, probably today you're going to start thinking about it because it's getting kind of hot out. That means it's a perfect time to get your AC tuned up and ready to go for the summer. So you don't have to worry about it just shutting off randomly on uh, one of the hottest days. Here's what you do. Call my friends at Hero. They are the pros. I mean, they've been in business for well over 100 years. They know Twin Cities homes better than anyone. They'll come out. Make sure your AC is in tip-top shape for just $69. Here's the best part, you guys. That $69 tune-up comes with a 365-day no-breakdown guarantee. That's the real deal. And you can trust the work that Hero's doing. And then you can just go about your business enjoying the summer in that delicious, cold, and beautiful air. Call Hero.com today. The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn on my talk 107.1. Hey, guys. Thank you so much for joining us. Bradley is taking a couple of days off, and Colleen Lindstrom is here. Thank you for having me. I always have fun when I come to visit. It's so great to have you, and Mike and I are thrilled because you just make it so easy. Oh, well, thank you. And you're going to tell us a story um, I've been told I'm easy. <laughs> you are easy like Sunday morning. Oh, yeah. It's my favorite one. <laughs> yes. Okay, so you saw something, and you need to say something. I do. Okay. I, okay, so there's a lot. That we we could go so many directions with this, and I'm just going to tell you the story and uh, take any take any road. Okay. Mm-mm. 
So I we uh, were at a, a bar slash restaurant in central Minnesota over the weekend um, with my daughter, who's 13. My husband and I and my daughter went out for dinner. So okay. we were there for the dinner. But as you may have noticed, it was a holiday weekend. Oh and, you know, I don't know, people get up to some stuff. And um, I think some <laughs> people were a little more intoxicated than I was ready for at Day four, five o'clock. Exactly. Yeah. On a on a Sunday, um, we were there for the meat raffle. I'm not going to lie to you, um, but I don't think everybody was. Yeah. And um, some uh, there was a there was a table that was really requiring some of our attention, mostly because one of the members of the party had shown up without shoes. What in this bar? And my husband and I were like. Is he not wearing Is it a shoes? Kid? Oh no, he was a grown ass adult. Adult man. Late I'm gonna say late thirties. Okay? Oh no. He has no shoes on. <laughs> and you know, so there's this part of me that's like, okay, it's one of those restaurants on a lake that you know they have a dock. Okay. Like maybe somebody pulled yeah. up in the dock and like forgot their shoes on the boat, but still like, I don't know. I'm not comfortable. I I don't like to wear shoes at home, but I love to wear shoes when I'm not at home because ish. But he's padding around the bar and indoors? restaurant indoors with oh, no shoes on. No. He goes into the bathroom. I'm like, oof. <gasps> he Brittany. was all over. Yes. <laughs> right? Brittany, it's a gas station. So that's one member of the party. So that's what's first drawn our attention. But the second thing, and this party, for the record, it's two guys and then two women. And um, so then, like a couple, you know, we're, we're so preoccupied with the shoe situation that we almost miss when an older gentleman comes down the steps and he looks disoriented and I don't know what was going on. It could have been that he had overserved himself. It could yeah. have been th- there a number of other things were going on, but he fell, he tripped and fell and like hit his head. Oh no. Pretty significantly. Oh. And one of the women at the table started to help him, but the other guy, not the shoeless guy, the other guy, shoeless Joe, right? <laughs> starts yelling at him, get up. He says a word that you don't say. Get up. And he's mad. He's annoyed. Get up. M bleeper. <gasps> yes. But Two, doesn't help him. Up. Doesn't help him. Well, is just clearly annoyed and just very intoxicated. And I'm horrified. And I'm here with my 13-year-old daughter. And I'm like, if you ever find yourself in a situation with people like that, to let just leave. I'm like, <laughs> to, like trying just, to have a teaching moment. Yeah. But I am not a person who can keep my mouth shut. So, so someone help. Let me just ask. Okay. Is the man okay? He, I believe so. So okay. one of the women in the party like helps him okay. up and so somebody she, comes and gets sense. him and they walk out. But at the same time, I'm like, I'm about to yell, is there a doctor in the house? Yes. And then I'm like, if there is a doctor. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast. Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, 
Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Doctor in the house. I don't know if he's ready to handle this, but yeah. I know they've got that oath and all that stuff. Anyway, the guy seemed fine. Somebody took him out. And uh, anyway, I'm left in the in a very crowded restaurant with shoeless Joe from Kokomo mm-hmm. and uh, this guy who's clearly rude. They leave at some point and my husband looks over at me because he's like, and so the women are there, the women are there and they're alone at the table. And my husband says, I know you're about to do something (laughs) because he can see it. Like it's in my, I'm like brewing. You're like, I have to, I can't let that go. I I'm doing it for my, I'm like teaching moment for my daughter. Mm -hmm. I just can't. And I am, I'm sad that like, this is all happening and I'm sad that nobody and nobody has stopped the shoeless guy at all. Nobody has been like, "Hey, buddy, uh, you have is no shoes, shoes, no service." Yeah. Like, there's nobody said anything about the shoe situation, and then nobody even really like remarked at the guy who's yelling at the old man who's hurt. Like, come on, someone step in. So they're gone. I send my husband and my daughter out. To, I'm like, "Go, just go, go just on, go." Leave. And my I husband say something. My husband looks at me and he's like, "Don't do it." I'm like, "I gotta." And I just lean in. Now, I don't know. Let's play this game. Might you have said anything in in that moment? Oh, yeah. Okay. Mike, would you have said something? Probably not. Okay. I can't help myself. What might you have said, Dawn? Well, I would have um, been there to help the guy up. First of all. Right, and then I probably would have said something to the dude, or shown a and certain that's not finger great because uh, in your collection, yeah, right? I would have been like, if you're not helping, you need to step back. Yeah, like why are you saying that? Why would you say that? So, and then there would be a problem. I have a thing with like I don't want to really confront intoxicated men. No, you're right. You should not. <laughs> so they were gone by the time we were leaving. So I let my husband and my daughter, leave, and I lean into the ladies and I go. You guys can do way better than that. Because seriously, they were zeros. I was like, on a scale of one to ten, zero. Oh my gosh, yes. Right? And they were like, yeah, we know. And I was like, but then I kept walking because I was like, that's one of those ones you got to drop and run because you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. They might be like, what'd you say about my man? It was not my best work. Like, I know I shouldn't confront people but i there was so much going on there i can't believe mike you you worked in restaurants oh yeah yep yeah. In bars. Uh, how mm-hmm. do how do you handle the shoe situation oh boy that's, well, you're uh, back there cooking for your parents so yeah you don't i was see it. i was back there but no there's been plenty of times where i had to escort people out because they oh. were getting to that point where they were going to be overserved. but then you get the terrifying thing of like okay you need to leave but yeah. we got to get you, you get a home? cab we got to get you somewhere home because yeah. it's uh, an even worse situation you just send somebody off to on drive like that. Yeah, right? exactly. So, oh, yeah, or on the water in this case. Like, yeah, I don't know. No I don't know yeah. what mode of transportation they. Well, actually, do they mm-hmm. arrived by golf cart, oh. which is a whole other thing I don't understand. <laughs> right? Like, how, where are you allowed to golf cart, and where are you not allowed to golf cart? You can be pulled over and given a ticket for one. I know for sure. That's true. Anything with motor and wheels, yeah, yeah. you're. You don't even actually have to have wheels. I don't think. But Just I don't know how you go. I know someone it. got a ticket. For riding around drunk on 
something they custom built that was a cooler. Yeah, yeah. with a recliner yeah. on it. Yeah, <laughs> and people get pulled over all the time on riding lawnmowers. Sure. I think you can get ticketed for being on a horse, too. Oh, boy. Yeah, I'm just saying, look for the guy with no shoes. <laughs> and then get away from him. Yes, go the opposite direction. Oh, boy. And I hope those ladies dumped those men. Yeah, I hope they did, too. Well, coming up next... <laughs> This is a change of pace here, but you saw The Little Mermaid. I did. Oh, my gosh. We so want a review from you, and I'm sure the listeners do as well. Uh, so that's coming up next on My Talk 107.1. We hope you're having fun in the sun, and Livia Weight Control Centers does as well. Well, there's something going on right now, and it is right now. It's going to end very soon. It's their all-access offer, 50% off, and a free gift. That's going on now if you mention me or my talk. Uh, this is only, this started uh, last week and it's for one week only. So the end of last week on Friday. And you can lose up to 15 pounds or more before the 4th of July. Wouldn't that be great? Well, they want to help you with this. It's doctor recommended. They give you a personalized nutrition plan. And it's easy. The team is amazing. I lost 30 pounds with Livia about five years ago. And they taught me how to maintain my weight loss. And I just love it. So... Do it today. Call today because this isn't going to last long. It's going to be done on Thursday. Eight eight five five go Livia or Livia.com. That's L-I-V-E-A.com. Get in on this premier all-access offer. 50% off plus a free gift. Say you heard it from Don McLean on my talk. And 855 go Livia, Livia.com. Act today. The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn, my talk 1071. Hey, I'm Dawn, and Bradley is taking a few days off. And Colleen Lindstrom, we're lucky enough to have her here oh, in the you studio. Guys, it's so fun. Mike and I are so excited to have you. And uh, we wanted to actually see this movie this weekend. We both talked about it, didn't we? We did. On Friday. Yes. That we were going to do it, and it life happen. got in the way, right? Yeah, I thought it was scheduled for next weekend, and now we're going to. Yeah. We're going to have to get it in at some yeah, point. Yeah, and Looks we're fun. talking about The Little Mermaid, mm-hmm. which, which just opened. I wanted to go because I heard Melissa... Well, I love The Little Mermaid. Yeah. And I heard Melissa McCarthy say that she cried when she heard Halle Bailey sing for the first time. Her and oh. like five other people on set, they started to cry because okay. it was so beautiful. I'm really glad you're playing this. Oh, let's... have cried hearing that that's sort of how i felt about it so the original voice of the little mermaid of the animated little mermaid Mm -hmm. ariel that voice was stunning Mm. and i am not saying that halle bailey can't sing she's obviously a very talented singer right it was hard for me to adjust to a different (gasps) voice it just for me and so there's okay so i first of all want to say right out of the gate i am not a person who is an opponent of the uh live action remakes of disney movies right i have seen many of them and some of them i've really liked for this one here's my first critique okay I don't know how you can call it a live action remake when it is majority CGI. Oh, sure. So that's the first thing I struggle with is like, okay, I mean, I understand it's about mermaids. There's going to be CGI. I'm not dumb, (laughs) but there's, it's so CGI. Now there are certain things about that you'll appreciate. It's fascinating to think about 
how this thing comes from an idea onto the screen. Mm-hmm. It's phenomenal, some of the stuff that they do. But you are aware, I'm thinking, this is live action, but it's just a different form of animation in some yeah. ways. So that's just my first critique. My second critique is that, don't, don't be fooled, it is very dark. And I mean tonally dark. Oh, sure. Because there's a lot of, like, uh, on a ship in the sea, stormy stuff, a lot of darkness. There are a few kind of big pops of color Mm -hmm. in some, but it's not as bright as you remember the animated film being. Oh, okay. So that was hard for me because I went in kind of in a different mood. So I wasn't ready for all of the darkness. Sure. Um, Melissa McCarthy is great. She's phenomenal. That is a whole dark scene, though, right? Because Ursula is sort of, there's a lot of darkness. Performance-wise, Halle Bailey is beautiful. Mm. She's adorable as Ariel in, you know, sort of like bringing that innocence, but that strength of like somebody who doesn't want the life they have. Um, Her voice like I said, took some getting used to for me only because it's in my head so strongly. Yes. So it was a little bit different than I expected, Um, but I came around to it. There's some new music in it Mm. that I wasn't super a big fan. I don't need this. Um, Lynn, you can see the Lin-Manuel Miranda influence on it. Oh, I see. Okay. For sure. There are some very um, syncopated uh, pieces of mm-hmm. music in it that you get the influence of Lin Manuel Miranda. Um, I don't think I'll go see it again. I don't. I don't think I'm okay. super excited about it. Do you feel like you could have seen it at home and you'd be, have been okay, or is it something you need to see in the theater? I probably would have been fine seeing it at home. Okay. There are a couple scenes that you will appreciate better on the big screen. For example, um, under the sea. Is spectacular the way that they use again. This is the part that, as I was watching it, I was thinking the the animators or the creators they have to bring a vision. Now think about this as a person who has acted before. These people they're not really underwater, right? <laughs> yeah, and and they're not really even really in the fullness of their costumes. So to to try to explain to an actor, here's what's going to be happening around you but it's not happening in you for real. And they're doing interesting, different things with fish and with colors and with plant life under the water. It is. How did they imagine that and oh, react and make to it that happen. and make it happen? And also like it came from an idea in somebody's head and mm-hmm. they had to make it ha- like it's art. It's real art. Right. So that part is fascinating. I wonder how you're going to do with it, Dawn, because I know you have a certain, Aversion to sea life. That's what I thought of whenever I decided. Well, I was going to go by myself last night because MC is not interested. And so I am wondering how I would do. Now, I'll tell you that when I saw Aquaman, Mm -hmm. there were a lot of points where I had to not look. because. But even the sound of rushing water can sometimes make me want to throw up. Mm -hmm. The sound of the gurgle, like... Because my brain will just go to the the yep. drowning place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but the end battle of Aquaman was so stupid that it was funny. That it was funny to me. Right? Like, there's so many different sea creatures and people riding. Like, you know, like I I was just like so 
fascinated by how bad it was and how it was being taken seriously as a real battle that I was <laughs> laughing the whole time. That was a distraction Right, for it you. was a distraction. I could also go, this isn't really under the water. Like, I could tell myself, but is this hyper-realistic where it looks... Some parts of it okay. are. And there are some kind of drowny parts. Okay, yeah. And I just worry about you because I know you and I care. Can I do... <laughs> I don't want you to have uh, an event. I might, In yeah. the theater by yourself. Yeah. So bring a trusted individual. Or... Who a, can hold you. <laughs> a, a trusted, like, target bag. Sure. To, yeah. yeah. If I can't make it to the bathroom. Yeah. I have thrown up before just okay. by a trailer. Okay. Yeah. I watched... I saw a trailer and I didn't know that was coming. Oof. Like, and I'm like, whoa, a lot of rushing water of a flood coming through. It was that crawl, I think is what it was called. I don't called. know that one. Okay. It was like about... Oof. It was really... Ooh. A deep, dark, like... Thinking about flooding waters and being in homes yeah. and just like creatures in there, like <gasps> no. I wonder I wonder if going in knowing that you're going to see what some gonna, stuff yeah. you might be and there uh, the stuff that happens on land, there are some really beautiful, colorful moments in that. Um my daughter loved it though, and that's awesome. Okay. And I pretended to love it yes. also. Now, because now. I'm a mother and that's what we do. Wasn't it um didn't you see well, oh you saw Aladdin in New York. Yes, we saw the stage version of Aladdin which that was phenomenal um for different reasons. Mm-hmm. Um I it wasn't my favorite. It wasn't my favorite show, but they they make the carpet fly. Yeah. And it is not attached to strings. Mm-hmm. And it is, they, and they get real, um, because this is all Disney property. Now, I don't know if I told you this, but Disney actually bought the theater that they did yes. Aladdin in, which I thought, well, that's really interesting. And I learned that separately in a, yeah. in a different uh, museum. And so I was like, oh, no wonder they've got all these Disney Broadway shows, right? So they're like recreating all of their properties both in live action movies and on Which stage. Which is exciting to me because I don't want people not to go see live theater. Right. Like whatever it is, whatever go it see takes. It, right. So the thing that's so phenomenal about this was because Disney is like they're the king and queen of animation and mm-hmm. or, and and innovation. So they created this flying carpet and mm-hmm. it's it is it is a sight to behold. You will watch it and wonder how the heck are they doing that? Oh, I love it. But what's so fascinating to watch is how the ushers come down the aisles and they are like on it. If anybody has a a phone out to take video, they're like, put that away. I mean, they are like not messing around because they don't want the magic to be spoiled. Yeah. Which I love. Yeah. So that's my, I mean, that's my, my whole take on, I mean, what Disney is doing. I actually, like I said, I'm not an opponent of the live action Disney things. Yeah. Um, the Little Mermaid has been on stage already. So this is, you know, this is oh, just I've an extension of all of what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it works really well. And sometimes you will have questions. I see. Yeah. Mike, but the innovation is there. Mike, any any questions about the... Um, You didn't happen to see it in 3D, did you? I did not. Thank goodness. I don't <laughs> I don't typically do 3D. I, watched thir- I accidentally watched the 30 seconds of the trailer in 3D, and I almost threw up. Yeah. So I was, oh, just wanted to yeah. know if it's as bad as the trailer yeah. was for me. So I can I only imagine. Can't, can't do that. But, yeah. Uh, I don't think you'd want to see it. I, for me, if you are a person who... Ha- has any kind of motion yeah. anything mm-hmm. 3d is not the thing this is not the thing to see in 3d yeah and like i said it is there's a lot of darkness so if you are a person who gets anxious when movies are like 
Dark water. Dark. Yeah, you're gonna I'm not going to see this. Why am I, what am I doing? Sean, I, I, I just don't want you to <laughs> see it. I just want to tell you. I wish. I don't, I want to tell you that you shouldn't see okay, it. Okay, I won't see it. You don't I have to see it. It's like me. camping. You don't have to do that. <laughs> I don't have to do it. Don't put yourself through that. don't have bug that. spray. That's correct. Yeah, you don't have to do this. Okay. Because it is, there are bright, you. I can listen to the soundtrack. And That's wait till it comes out on video and fast forward to the bright spots because that part is cool. Yeah. But there's a lot of darkness. There's a lot of shipwrecky. There's a lot of drowny stuff. There's a lot of oh, like, right. yeah, it's just. Mm. Oh, I'm getting chills up. And- I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Yeah, my back There's so many tentacles. So if like tentacles aren't oh, your thing, sure. like, just, you know, it's probably not <laughs> your favorite. Yeah. Um, but, you know, Flounder and Scuttle and, <laughs> and, um, the, and Sebastian are great. And she's beautiful. And the guy who plays uh, Prince Eric is easy on the eyes. I see. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. How many seashells out of five? Oh, that's great. That's a great question. I'm going to give it two and one very broken seashell. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. Okay. So if you missed part of that, Colleen was talking about going to see the live action Little Mermaid. And you can always go back and listen to the podcast to hear the first hour if you missed it as well. All right. We're going to come back and talk about my feelings about some statements that Quentin Tarantino made um, about what movies are actually real and actually exist. What? Yeah. We'll get into that coming up next on My Talk 107.1. Here's a little mini experience from Donna and Steve. I just think that a lot of summers, there's not a song of summer. There's a debate about what's the song of summer. I feel like last summer, we kept coming back to, I don't think we really have a song of summer. We don't have a song of summer. I think there are more summers that go by without a song of the summer than there are summers that have a song in the summer. Thank you, Socrates. Okay, all right, so now we're in a rock fight. Okay. <laughs> Socrates! Donna, I forget that you're college educated sometimes. <laughs> That's uh, rude. <laughs> oh my God. Socrates! What a woman. The Donna and Steve experience. Mornings 9 to noon and anytime, anywhere on the MyTalk website or app. Hey, my talkers, Bradley here for my good friends at Boulevard Auto Works. BLVDAutoWorks.com, the hometown professionals you can trust to keep you comfy and safe on the road all summer long. By the way, they've got free courtesy cars. So when you drop off your vehicle for scheduled maintenance or you got a question or you're getting new tires, whatever it is, you're going to get that free courtesy car and a car wash with every service, which, by the way, I love the last time I picked up my car. I just sat in it. And I was like, oh, thank you. I know I should be really grateful for all the amazing work you actually did under the hood, but it feels so good to be sitting inside a vehicle that was clean on the inside of the outside, thanks to Tom and his team over at Boulevard. So if you want that same experience, that same level of service, 
that I rely on when I bring my vehicle to Boulevard right over in St. Anthony. Head to blvdautoworks.com today. Make that appointment or just give them a call. If you got questions, ask. And don't forget to tell them Bradley sent you. Boulevard Auto Works. Wherever you're going, they're here to get you there. The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn on My Talk 1071. Hi, guys. Thank you for joining us. And I hope you had a great Memorial weekend. We sure did. And we're glad that you're here with us today. Colleen Lindstrom filling in for Bradley. He's Hi. gone for a couple of days. Thank you so much for being oh, here. Oh, I love being here. Yes. I have to talk to you about Quentin Tarantino. I, I don't know how I feel about Quentin Tarantino in general, and I have a feeling that this is going to complicate things yes. a little bit more. Okay, so he has always famously said he was going to make 10 movies, right? I don't sure. believe it. I think that he'll get bored because he's 60, mm. and he has this last movie that he's making, his 10th film. Um, and he was having this conversation at Cannes with Deadline, and he reiterated that the last movie he's making is called The Movie Critic. And um, he says it's just time to go out while streaming films are having their moment. Oh, oh, okay. So, so he's doubling down on this. Yeah, I'm making my last film mm-hmm. because of this other stuff that's going on that's having a moment. He wants to go out on top, mm-hmm. which I'm like, so you're really not into challenging yourself. Yeah. Right? Also, I don't know. I'm going to just say I feel like he has already peaked, but that's just me. Yeah, exactly. Um, he says, I like the idea of going out on top. I like the idea of giving it my all for 30 years and then saying, okay, that's enough. Okay. So this has always been his plan. Um, I don't like working to diminishing returns. And I mean, now is a good time because, I mean, what even is a motion picture anyway anymore? It's just something that they show on Apple that would be diminishing returns. Oh, gosh. I really am so tired of this. I'm really tired of it. (laughs) Yes. it's So the film directors are hoity-toity about, like, we're not going to do that thing because it's below us. The thing that everyone else is watching. So this is this is, is not the disconnect to them. That's what frustrates me so much is that there's a disconnect between what the public is doing and wants and finds accessible mm-hmm. and what like what the directors deem good enough. Right. Right. So what you're actually saying, so you're actually just alienating yourself further Mm -hmm. by saying, oh, that thing that you love and that you enjoy that that is accessible to you uh that everybody's doing and talking about is not actual film. And I know what actual film it's so snooty Mm -hmm. and it's so alienating and it's so gross. And do they hear themselves talking? They're just, I think he, he's so far up his rear. Yes, I think so. And he can't hear or see anything up there. I know. Right. It's so dark. (laughs) So dark. It's like the little mermaid. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Um, He said he sees a lot of movies after they eventually get to television, but films should be released in theaters first. Wait, hold the phone. Right. So there's a double standard in that, right? Yes. Because he's not even going to the theater to see them. Yeah. Like he's, he watches things on streaming I'm, too. So he's okay. but he's not saying that those are art or what he does. Because they're being made by things like Netflix. Now, he goes even further. Just wait. Okay. He says I'm not picking on anyone. He uses oh. Ryan Reynolds as an example. Okay. Partner, partnering with Netflix. Okay. I'm not picking on anybody, but apparently for Netflix, Ryan Reynolds has made $50 million 
on this movie and 50 million on that movie. I don't know what any of those movies are. I've never seen them. Have you? Whoa. So he's saying like, like Ryan Reynolds doesn't deserve to have that money because nobody even knows what that is. Well, let me tell you something. You're living in the dark because people do know what those movies are. This is when, okay, there's two things happening here that are annoying. Mm -hmm. One, um, he is, don't ever say I'm not picking on anyone and then name somebody. (laughs) You just negated that. So there's that. But the second piece of it is this like living in the dark ages and not acknowledging it. Like progress is not a bad thing. Right. You are actually the one that is not moving moving forward. forward. People's tastes change. And let me tell you something, Quentin Tarantino. Do you know how much it costs to go to the movie and take your family Mm -hmm. to the movie? Like I do. Yeah, you do. (laughs) I mean, how much do you spend typically if you take your kids to the movie? Oh, it's over a hundred dollars. Yes. For sure. And that's like tickets, food, you know, whatever. And even if they even we do the thing that nobody's supposed to do, we bring food, but it's still super expensive. Yeah. The other thing is, because I will hear this argument. Well, you know, what why don't you and Matt just go? Okay, well, not now. Now my kids are old enough, but when they were younger, okay, yeah. but I'm still paying a babysitter. Yeah. So and now this three-hour movie is costing me. I might as well just bring them. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Sleep in the car. So whatever. Yeah, it's ex- it's extremely <laughs> cost prohibitive. It is. So whenever you have a streaming service where you pay like the high end is sixteen dollars a month for yeah. you know now it's you have a good ROI is what they say in the that's business. That's right. That's right. So it's more affordable, and I feel like people's attention spans are shorter and I hate that. I mm-hmm. don't like that, but I will I don't want if I see something is more than 90 minutes, I'm like you should have edited more. Right? And it's yes. becoming ridiculous. Like there's so many movies that I'm like, why is this two and a half hours? Yes. Somebody tell them to edit this. Yes. So that our time like I don't want to take that time to I do love Alamo. I will say that because this is why they tell people you can't make noise in here or you're going to get kicked out. Okay, that's that is good. why. Because I I I can't stand going to other people that don't enforce that. I am not here for people making the experience about them. Yeah, like, and I don't need to home. self-regulate that. It's just really hard yeah. to which that might sound a little bit elitist because it is more expensive to go there, mm-hmm. but I will pay extra for their very, very stern warning. Yes. Like, this is a no-talking zone right now, and you need to shut everything off. And if you do talk, I have a piece of paper, mm-hmm. my order card, that I can write down and say, the people sitting next to us are on their phone and won't stop talking. And then I put it up. Oh, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. I've never you been. I got to go. You got to get you get kicked out, and it's in my town. So. Okay. <laughs> but, so it's nice oh, and close for you. Here's more Okay. Oh, he great. Says. Oh, great. He said more. He's talking more about Ryan Reynolds. I just want to hear what Ryan Reynolds says about this because this is in People. Yeah. I mean, and Deadline. Yeah. So he says, Ryan Reynolds, well, good for him that he's making so much money, but those movies don't exist in the zeitgeist. It's almost like they don't even exist at all. Okay. But they do, Quentin. <laughs> and I think right now you're... He does this sometimes, though, and this is why I have I have conflicted feelings about him. Yeah, he has a tendency to talk from like up here. Yeah, and what's frustrating too about that is like, why is it Quentin Tarantino that you believe you're the arbiter of movie art? Yeah, you. Yeah, again, the elitist piece of that. 
because it is people are watching it. People are enjoying it. That's why he's getting paid that money. Yeah, that is what the people are watching. Now, Mm -hmm. you might believe that somehow the art that you have done has suffered because of this. But it doesn't change the reality of this is how we are consuming movies now. <laughs> yeah. So putting it down is not an option. But So what are you... This is what I would say to him if I were interviewing him. Thank you for inviting yeah, me, please. Deadline, to yes. interview. I'd say to Quentin Tarantino, so what is it that you're doing that's different and better? Mm-hmm. Because he's not saying that. He's He is picking on Netflix and Ryan Reynolds. And he's talking about what he believes they're all doing wrong. But he's not saying... Here's what I want to bring to the table, or here's what makes what I do different. Or, or hi, you can also. I've seen so many great documentaries on Netflix that I would have never seen. I've yeah. learned things that I would have never learned. Yes, because, because it's accessible. Not that I think they're the end all be all, but streaming has opened up my world to learning about other cultures and all these kinds of things. Because I, I am sorry, I can't travel. So I'll watch a thing on India or, you know, there are a lot of things that you can consume. Yeah. And it's not just on your TV at your house. It's on everything that you always have with you at all times. (laughs) Yeah. So he should just get in the game and stop being a hater. Really? Yeah. I mean, mean, that would be a start. Yeah. But (laughs) I just think it's like the whole, like you said, like I'm not picking on anyone. Mm. You kind of are. Then you did. And you're like, it's great that he's made all that money. Ryan Reynolds is rolling his eyes at you up atop his high, high yacht that he's right? sitting on right now. And here's what I hope for Ryan Reynolds, honestly. I really, I, I'm, I'm with you that I wonder what he's thinking about it, but I also hope he doesn't give it a square inch of his brain space and respond to it at all. Yeah. Because it is... Giving it air is not going to advance, you know, the conversation at all. It's just clear Quentin Tarantino is in his own moment and he can speak for himself and allow that to be because Ryan Reynolds success is still Ryan Reynolds success and his money is still green and spendable. So like (laughs) he's doing okay. That's right. Mm. Oh, thank you for agreeing with me. I love it when people. It's so fun, right? (laughs) Oh, seriously, though. (laughs) Well, I hope it's a good movie, The Movie Critic. Okay, coming up next, we need to know what your go-to dance move is as an adult, okay? We have to talk about Elon Musk. People are criticizing his dance moves, and I'm not not unhappy about it. So that's coming up (laughs) next, My Talk 107.1.